Welcome to Orpanimi. This is Saratova Best. We are in Chafeshvat and we're learning the Sikh of Chafeshvat. And what we want to know now is why it is that the last leg of the journey to usher in the Geula comes through a woman. Why can't it come through a man? Or why not through Hashem? Why a woman? You know, as we said, the three stages of, of the three of the Grebbe's Nesiyas. Until Yudshvat, until his Histalkus, that phase, all of history until that moment. Next, That's ten. The next phase is beginning the next day through the seventh generation, the 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 Nesiyas of the Rebbe. And then, that's the second phase, 11, pouring in unbelievable revelations to the world. And the third phase, when the world begins to sink, walk in sync with Hashem's truth, and the world seems to feel like it comes to it on its own, that is ushered in, ushered in by Chof Beishvat, Tavshin Memchesh, the Stalkus of Rebbe Sanchayim Moshka. Why is that phase ushered in by a woman? Why not a man? So let's see. So here's the, the Sikha saying in, in Yud. Now we understand the Kayaf that we have to achieve the Chiddush that came after Chafeshvat. That the world should be ready to receive the revelation of 11. To a high revelation that's above the world. Geula. The world, for the world to be ready for Geula, it's going to be ushered in with this Chiddush from Chafeshvat and on. Because when the etzimah of a Jew, which is one with Atmos, is revealed in his ten kaifas and nefesh, and that's what we see in the name of Rebbe Sanchai Mushka, Chafesh, right? Her Hesalchus is 22, of the, the 22nd day of the 11th month, 22 is 2 times 11. But also, her passing gives the kayak to, for us to, for the world to achieve and for us to achieve in the world, in all the Savior Estalches, she activates the ability of the world to step into a ga'ula. Not just herself, not just her followers, not just the Jewish people, the world. Um, what you have essentially is, and the world is a world of ten, it's a decimal system world. She brings down the revelation of 11, Antuchad de la so that the whole world, the Tachtun, the world as it is a world, should be a place where Hashem's essence, the 11, can be revealed. It's called 11 is a 10. So now we want to understand why this Kiddush comes through the daughter of the Nasiadar. Just like by Geulis Mitzrayim, it says in the merit of Nashim Titkanias of that generation, we came out of Mitzrayim. So, too, about the Geula of the future, just like then there were great wonders, so, too, now, in the merit of Nashim Sitkanias of this generation, we will come out of, out of Gullis. Of, and the, the generations, as it says in Razal, the generations are not redeemed other than through, in the merit of Nashim Sitkanias of this generation. And especially as the Arizal says, that the last generation of Gullus is a Gilgul of those who came out of Mitzrayim and, and the women especially. So it is the Gilgul of those Nishamas who came out of Mitzrayim and the same thing repeats itself but much higher in this generation. It comes through women. And that's one of the reasons why the Frida Rebbe was 
so involved in the Chinuch and guiding um, in the Sheyu B'nais Yisrael, women. In general, Rebbeim and Jewish leaders would guide men. The revolution in the time of the Rebbe Rayat and then moving more actively into the, the, the generation of the Rebbe is the tremendous involvement of Jewish leaders with women, with guiding women, because the women are on the front line. And before that, they were more on the back burner affecting the mass, the males, the males in the world, the men in the world from behind the scenes. But then, but then it moved to, certainly in this generation, Alpitaira, the women taking an active role in their own unique Tzimiyastic way of being on the front lines, including teaching Hasidus, learning Hasidus, because it's the last generation of Gullahs and the first of Geula, and therefore we are on the front lines, and we are the ones through in whose merit we come out of Geula. Being on the front lines, you need to be empowered and trained in a boot camp what to do when you're on the front lines. If you're behind the scenes, okay, you let the ones on the front lines do the job. But if you're on the front lines, you need solid training because you're standing in front of everybody else. You're making it all happen, not from behind the scenes. You're on the front. And so if that's the case with all Nashe Benayis Yisrael, how much more so when we're talking about the daughter of the Nasi Adar, who was educated by him. And and after his, his, his her histalkus, then her hashpa, her influence, especially so many girls called on her name, Chaimushka, and they show an active example of that way of being, Lebedic and Neshamas and Lebedic bodies, and they are educated in her spirit, in her way. So now we understand why after Chafeshvat, after the Histalkus of the daughter of the Fredig Rebbe, why the last Shlav, the last um, historical period to prepare the world for the Geula came through her and come through her and come through women. Because the fullness of this, preparing the world for the Geula, comes in the merit of Nesheu ben Yisrael. Why? The mile of Nesheu ben Yisrael in the Avaita of Dir which is in code language, 11 into 10, Hashem's essence, brought down into everyday decimal system world. In order to understand it, there's one other thing we need to know. Because I'll say the word Dira, the Tachtaini. You know, an apartment, right? A dwelling place, a home. A home down here in this world. Hashem wants a home down here in this world. Not just a house, a home. So we can understand. Think about your own home. You know, a speaker spoke last night. She said, are we making a house or a home? A house is, you know, it's basic stuff. You have basic furniture. A home is something with all the cute little touches, the little flower here, the little thing, picture on the wall, the little detail here, and it makes it a home. It's your own cozy little space. It's it's unique. It's not just table and chairs and couch. It's it's unique. It's cozy. It's a home. Hashem wants that kind of a home. He doesn't want a house. He wants a home down here. So 
Um, and there are two ways that you can do it. You can make a basic home, or you can make it you can make it a basic house that works, that functions, or you can make it a home which is called a dirinaa, a beautiful home with kalim nayim, with beautiful furniture. And it says, There are three things that expand the das of a man, of a person. What are these three things? Dirana, a beautiful home. Ishana, a beautiful wife. Kelimna, beautiful furniture. We are the Ishana. We are the, the, the Kala here in this relationship. Hashem is the man, the, the Chassan in this case. And three things, just like a man down here, when he lives in a beautiful home with a beautiful wife and beautiful furniture, believe it or not, if, not if it costs him, it, it, it is the, it, it's a little of an issue if he had to um, shell out more money for all that beautiful furniture than he felt he was capable of. But let's say, you know, they won it all in the Chinese auction, right? So, and everything fits. The home and it's cozy and the furniture is just what he wants. His desk is here with all the mess on the desk and nobody touches it. You know, <laughs> the right chair, the right desk and this and that. And his wife, this perfect act way. You know, all that stuff. Beautiful, all of this. He has an expansiveness. I, I remember being in places many, many times I've seen Torah scholars Standing and staring in fascination at, I don't know, different kinds of trucks functioning and all of this stuff. There's this fascination they have that just expands their dust, you know. And I don't find it that interesting how the truck works, but they do. I've seen a lot of them, you know, since there's something there. So, if Hashem is the chassan and we're the kala, he wants a beautiful home, a beautiful wife, that's us, a beautiful vessel. That's our mitzvah. Beautiful furniture, that's our mitzvah. So, and the way you build your home or your house, the way you're going to decorate your house is in one of two ways. Is your house, your home, bustle to the, the one who lives there? In other words, does your house serve you or do you serve your house? You know, are you a slave to your house? Like, you know, you know what it feels like when you're a slave to your house. Nothing is convenient. Nothing really works. The closet is in the wrong place. You can never find anything. You just, you know, you just can never get anywhere because it's like your 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 house is kind of keeping you enslaved. You want to accomplish all these things, and your house is just making you nuts. And everybody knows that feeling. Too much clutter. Too much this. Too much that. The closet should be here, and they're not here, and I wish I had a place to keep all this stuff and I could just shut the door and, you know, but it's right there as I walk in. You know, different things. That's that's one kind of house. The other kind of a house is not you serve the house. The house serves you. It's exactly there to make your lifestyle work. Really different. So in the second way, you know, everything in your house is there to make your life work. The house serves you. And it's there to serve you. And then even more than that, it's an amazing, beautiful home. Beautiful means I like the way it's set up. It doesn't have to look the way 
I may not make it into Home and Gardens magazine, but it, you know, I have the closet right there. I have the, the place as I walk in, you know, where I can dump all the junk that I don't have time to deal with instead of having it all over the couch and shut the door, you know, and it's there, you know, etc. It's just perfect. It's called a deer and not. And it gives me such expanded dots. I can think, ah, I have this home that's there to serve me and help me have the clarity of mind. It's not making me crazy, this house. It, it, it's serving me and enabling me to think in a more expansive way. So the Divatakhtani for Hashem, he wants the same thing, even more. The shlemus of a home of a dira is when it's a dira not. With beautiful furniture, you know, it's set up in a way that it, it just serves you. Um, it's beautiful. And for Hashem, what does that mean? What makes a, a home beautiful? When he has a beautiful wife, that's us. And the world just works for what he wants, which is to expand himself and reveal himself to everybody. That comes through us. That's not just a house that works functionally. That's a beautiful home. Meaning, um, we don't just do it in a basic way, you know, table, chairs, this, that, but with the touches that make it just amazing. Dear enough. Meaning, everything we do, we do, we set it up for beauty, for spiritual beauty, for something that will just delight Hashem. And the whole avida of how we make this beautiful dwelling place for Hashem in a way of Dirana, an amazing place where Hashem says, ah, this is just the way I want it. Now I can really expand and spread, you know, spread my secrets and my, who I am and what the truth is and just, we can really feel brain, myself and the world and, the world is here to just make it possible. You know, once upon a time, we didn't have all the technology that made it possible to have what we have now. You know, the technology works for us and against us. Once upon a time, if there was a mimer spoken, only, you know, how many people heard it, and they would have to travel from town to town, and they would have to write copies of it, which took a very long time, and then those copies would be circulated to other people who would have to handwrite the copies. You know, and then we moved in technologically to, you know, you have infinite copies of every mimer and every, you know, that we moved to fax machines. That was a big chiddush. We moved to copy machines and printing machines. That was a huge chiddush. And then we moved to all the stuff we have. And, you know, and for me, I've said this before, once being at a shear, and I found it very astounding. Or somebody asked, "Are there extra copies of this?" We were learning the Are there any more copies? And they said, "No, we only brought three copies." And the person just said, "Okay, no problem." I thought, "Well, what? They're just going to not be able to read it." <laughs> what do you mean? They just went over to somebody else's copy, took a photos of every page, click, 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 and had the photo of, of it on their phone. And they just were, they didn't need a copy because their phone now had a photograph at, of the page and so they were just learning it on the from the photograph on their phone. That's a dear and in a way 
in which Hashem has all this these secrets that he wants to teach us and just the world is saying absolutely we're here to make it possible for you to teach all these secrets the technology is set up we understand the downside of the technology but this is the upside of the technology and that's a level of beauty of Hashem just feeling that comfort of ah I have what I need to teach what I need to teach to the world and what does it do this beautiful dira, this really convenient, perfectly set up dwelling place, home, expands the das of Hashem. So, so um, the shlemus of the union of 10 and 11, which is achieved through everything we do, and again, it all comes to fruition on 11 from above and 11 from below, it achieves a chiddush which was not before. And therefore, the geula, when we'll have the shleimus, uh, when we'll have a full dir b'tachtayim, 10 will be one with 11, will be one piece with 11, it will unify. It depends on what we do. Because from the revelation of 11, Hashem's very essence, the way to do it, um, from the revelation of 10, when you're in the world, um, we want to put it all together. So, to bring all of this to conclusion, Hashem wants to be expansive in the world. And His expansiveness, which, which to me would mean, if I understood it right, First of all, how we how do we know when Hashem wants to be feel expansive? When we ourselves are feeling like the 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 space we live in, the spiritual space we live in, the, the our sphere of influence is too small. What do they call it in the language of of the world? My umbrella is too small now, and I need a bigger umbrella. I need to step into a bigger space. That's what they call it in the world of marketing. When we start to feel that my sphere of influence is too small, too limited then we can more or less be understand that Hashem is feeling that and that's, and he's transferring that feeling to us. So what is this expansiveness of Hashem? It would seem to me, I, this is just my thought, that Hashem um, judges by the moment, by the second, how much he's going to reveal himself as Yudke Vazke, you know, openly reveal, and how much is Elohim concealed. And it kind of depends on how much the world will is ready to accept, which is our job, to get the world to crave truth. Our job is to get the world to want truth, crave truth. And then Hashem says, now I can tell them the truth. I don't have to keep hiding myself. So Hashem wants intensely to open himself up, to reveal himself, not in a concealed way, in a revealed way. Everybody's saying, please, Hashem, reveal yourself. And he will. He wants that intensely. And it kind of depends on us, what we achieve. So the, and, and his desire, that ability to, you know, as it says, three things, marchivim daitashaladim, expand his das. Das is also connection. Three things expand Hashem's ability, desire to connect to the world and connect to us. So, um, 
Um, and as it says, you know, Ain Isha Elulayaisi, that we is the Kala of Hashem. We are there for beauty, meaning we are there to bring spiritual beauty into the world and create a cozy place for Hashem. And especially through Shabbos candles, Nair, and Nair um, um, Shabbos, it's the women who usher in Shabbos and the Geula through the Shabbos candles, through bringing that light into the world. And so, um, just to end off, the, the name Chayimushka means, as we said, a chayas and the scent of the summon. Because if we want a dirana, a beautiful home, then what you need is chayas. A beautiful home where you can feel expansive means you need chayas in that place. It can't just be a place that is functional. There has to be chayas there. A lebe, it's called a lebedeke shtub, a lively place, a, a warm, lively home. But the chayas is, is in addition to the stuff that's there that works. There's more than just, you know, there's a table and there's a chair and there's a place to sleep and there's all that stuff. And there's a sink and there's a refrigerator, but there's chayas. And you feel in that place with the chayas, a reyach besamen, a delicious scent. The Ruchnius and the Gashmius. And it adds to the beauty of the place. And this idea of, of, of Shabbos candles, you go into a place, even if you're in a motel room and it's Shabbos and you light the candles, wow, it just changes the whole place. <clears throat> because, especially on Shabbos, Einig Shabbos, it brings a certain pleasure, a certain delight. And in Ruchnius, the beautiful home depends on the Avaida of Chaya, the Chayas Pini and the Kaisas Pini, and also on the Mushka. The Kaisas, you know, the, the, the higher Kaisas, the union of Kainuk, Rasen and Kainuk. So Hashem doesn't just want, you know, that we should do our job and make sure we get it done. But we're now we've moved on to something that often people feel is, you know, ridiculous luxury, but it's not. The idea of pleasure and desire. Stepping into holy pleasure and holy desire. And, and that makes it into a beautiful home. That, um, that the scent of mushka has an effect on the whole home. The scent of this spice has an effect on the whole home and it gives it an incredible scent, a beautiful scent, so that the beauty it's a beauty that restores the nefesh, and the neshama gets pleasure from it, and it gives us a whole new life force. And it's marches daikish and expands the das of the person. And so, together with Neirish Shabbos Kaidish, it brings a new light and a new chayis in everybody in the home, and in the home itself, and in the entire world, and in all seder hishtalshalus. This mushka. Brings a whole new life into the world. Something brand new. And it enables us, I would say, it seems, to constantly step in by the moment to a new space and 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 new opportunities and new and without fear. Because it's a very delicious, beautiful smelling, beautiful ambiance of the warm Shabbos candles 
with the warm, beautiful scent of the Vesaman that just carry us and enable us to, they bring a new Kayach into the world and enable us to become new people every moment. In beginning with the Hana, the pleasure in the Tainu by, of the one who lives in this dwelling place, Hashem. And as it says, Nisava, he desires, he has a Taiva, he has a, he has a real desire to have a, a home down here. A beautiful home. Which means the fullness of the light of Mashiach and the Ruach of Mashiach. The Gulamitis Ashlema that comes through the righteous women. So, when it comes to Chafeshvat, besides that we, we, we're not just talking about bringing higher realities into lower 11, into 10, etc. But we're talking about something even, you know, talking about something that's, that's not just godliness coming into the world, but a world, it's not just Hashem wants to be down here, godliness came into the world, he's here, he has a home. He wants this amazingly beautiful, spiritually beautiful, expansive home that is a dirbatakhtanim that is maisif, umachadish, a new hisrachvus, even for Hashem. He wants a home down here that we create, that adds and creates something brand new in his ability to be expansive. That's pretty amazing. So when it comes to Chafeshvat um, and Shluchais gather from all over the world and women gather from all over the world, then we understand that there's an upgrade every Chafeshvat in the ability of Nesheu ben Yisrael to do the special Shluchas to make the world not just a dear B'tachtanim, a dwelling place fashion, but a dear and not a beautiful dwelling with Kerem Nun. Beginning with the three mitzvahs of women, Kashus, Tarsa Mishpacha, and Shabbos Kaidish, etc. And by being Mashpia on all other girls and women to do these mitzvahs, and there's a special hook to make this zero for Hashem, this dwelling place for Hashem that's beautiful. Um, beginning with ourselves, our own homes, and making our homes into a base, Kairatila and tzedakah, etc., and a mishkan and mikdashnah, including that we bring into the home, in every single ho- room of the home, in and knowing that every, you know, there's a push for the chumash, everything in the home, and together with these hachlatis taivas, um, um, and especially the kayach of the Sri that the Rebbe gives to us, And, and, and so, including the last pieces of the journey to make this beautiful home, it's for all of Mesheu B'nai Yisrael, the great chus to bring the Gula Mitzvah Shlema immediately because it's in our merit of this generation that we do it. The Yerasen, that it's Kinti Alana B'payel, it should be immediately now B'chay Yisrael, in the chus of and the scar of the righteous women, we should all have the Gula Mitzvah Shlema and especially the Shema Nifteris, Rebbe Tzimchai Mushka, with all the tzaddikim, tzaddikim, and all the Nishamas, together with all the hidden 
They should all come back. Neshamas begufin, healthy, Neshamas in healthy bodies. And we will go without any interruption to eternal life. Gula mitis vashlema, the Neshiyah titkenu, and the Ikar is taken the Yad Mamash, Papashtis Mamash. And we should all be benched with a Chafe Shvat that empowers us to be a major piece of this beautiful, incredible Geula and step into that light forever and lead the world in that way of Lifkai forever and ever and ever in greater and greater measure.